Justin, according to a report by who? What's this guy? Who is this man? Do you know who Zion Zion Williamson is? Oh, yeah, yeah. He plays for the New Orleans Pelicans, oft injured. Oh. Yeah. Very talented. He's like 6'6". He's also the heaviest player in the NBA um, for that size, but he's also like one of the most explosive, but he's also been injured like all the time. So he's pretty cool. Well, he estimates that about 80% of people uh, of of NBA players are into anime, but they probably just won't admit it. 80% is a high number. (laughs) I mean, a significantly high number. Um, And, and, and like this comes from a long report, not a report, uh, like a, just a piece about how Naruto helped Zion Williamson through the toughest year of his career. Uh, I don't know anything about Mr. Williamson or what the toughest year of his career even entails, but I know a little something about Naruto, Justin. Uh, I just I thought that the the like this statement that eighty percent of the N- of NBA players watch anime is awesome. Uh, we we talked about this a few weeks ago with um, conventions and stuff like that. Uh, like anime has just become such a like cultural touchstone and such a like moment uh in in addition to a lot of other you know like nerd culture things um that i just thought it was a fun a fun little statistic that 80 percent of nba players i mean again that 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 seems like a high number um it's a little shocking to say but i think you know it makes sense unsurprising Um, but I, i have to admit i'm getting to that point in my life where i keep looking at these athletes and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm older than them. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> at like yeah. a more and more frequent level. Um, like I was at the White Sox game last week and they're uh, one of their all star players who's also a cheater. Um, oh, who? Uh, Jose Altuve. Jose. He's a month older than me. That's it. A month older than me. And he's won a World Series cheated. It's a very fun scandal if you ever heard about it. Basically, like players would like beat on like trash cans when the to like tell the the batter what the pitch was gonna come, and then they also had like a little like thing on their chest that would like vibrate to let them know if, what kind of pitch it would be. So it was like a lot easier for them. Oh, and they and they won the World Series doing that. And so he and so he cheated. That's cheating. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because like they're literally like doing like they're stealing what the pitchers are are calling to the catcher, and then they're like just basically oh, using. Oh, I that. see, I see. Yeah. To know how to hit it and, and all that sort of stuff. So like whenever he come up to bat, people just scream out as loud as they could, "Cheater!" Oh cheater! wow! And it was pretty great. It was pretty great. What he anime, didn't hit a home run. What anime do you think he watches? Uh, is is there an anime about cheating? cheating on on someone uh i mean yeah a lot a lot of them any of the like my dress up girlfriend and stuff like that or like rent a girlfriend probably and i would say one piece probably because they're about pirates oh i see i see it was like yeah a lot of cheating going on there um yeah yeah i had the urge just to read one piece recently i was like to read i was like maybe i should do it yeah and then I was yeah. thinking about like what that means, <laughs> right? Like what that, no, like what that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I saw a physical collection of how many books there are, and I was like, maybe I can't. Maybe I don't. <laughs> maybe I don't. So why read over watch? Uh, I'm just trying to not look at screens my whole life. 
Um, oh, like that's a, that's a, actually a, a beautiful reason. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, yeah. I spend so much time just like sitting in front of a screen that like being able to read, or, and it's also like you know I can sit on a porch and read. I can go to a library and read, uh, that sort of stuff. Uh, you also get to take it at your own pace. You know what I mean? Instead of having yeah, like, yeah, to to be there. I have a question for you about anime in general. Hit me with it. What was the first anime that you watched that you really got into anime over? I mean, like. That's I think it's kind of a tough question because there are gateway animes, right? Uh, like I watched a lot of Pokemon as a kid. Mm. I wouldn't like, like yes, that is an anime, but I wouldn't say it's like a traditional anime um, mm-hmm. because I think it's missing a lot of the elements that like really make anime pop. Uh, it, it, like specific elements from anime, right? Um, so like that, I was into way before I was into like. I, I'm not trying to like. I'm not saying Pokemon isn't a real anime, but like before I got into, I, I, oh my god, do you see all those people? No. They're outside your door. They're knocking dead down. Um, no, they wouldn't do that because they're on, they only live on Twitter and they're cowards. Um, I said and, it. I said it. What are you gonna do call, about it? You call them out. What are you the gonna do about you it? Probably right. they oh, will. That's dox actually you. true. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm moving. Um, aha. aha. But no. And, uh, and what's that address? What's that address? Um, Eleven. That's the full address. Oh, that's a unique address. <laughs> yeah, I got in early. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think like the first an- like anime that I really watched was Naruto, uh, which makes sense based on like the timeline of like when I was like prime Naruto age. Do you know what I mean? Like I know like <laughs> yeah, you know, a yeah. lot of people get into it when they're adults and whatever, but like I was reading it like as it was coming out. Um, I think it's uh, Baruto is coming out still. But I mean, like I remember when they made the jump to like Shippuden and stuff like yeah. that. Um, so my, the big two that I was really into were Naruto and Bleach because those were like the most popular an- anime manga like ever. Um, and I got really into Death Note as well because like th- like those are like really easy beginner animes for someone who was getting into it when I was getting into it. But I mean, mine for most people my age, I would assume would be Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Like yeah, those are yeah, the ones yeah. like I, it, it used to be uh, appointment viewing coming home from school to watch the the episodes that were released um on Toonami. I don't know if, if you I remember Toonami. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. Toonami. Um and which again bringing it full circle back to video games, uh I think it's so cool that they have this Dragon Ball Z Fortnite crossover event. Uh it's cool. Except I don't <laughs> like the Kamehameha. Uh yeah okay so yeah Maxim- and, Max- that's one way of the- overpowered in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I, uh, full disclosure, I don't play Fortnite enough to like actually have known like the battle differences, but I did hear about like, there are like places where they're just showing the anime, right? Like you can like go in and just watch Dragon Ball Z episodes like they do with concerts. Uh, I think so. Uh, I've not really explored that side of it. I've seen stuff that like, I, I know nothing about Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z or anything. Uh, so it's not like th- something that I really am like looking into, but yeah, like there's like a whole tab for a bunch of Dragon Ball stuff like yeah in Fortnite yeah. which is I mean awesome I think it's interesting that like we've gotten to a point where like companies don't really care but, like brand like a brand identity is so huge right now right about like making sure that your brand is consistent with how it's being portrayed and I think now with Fortnite people are like I don't care give them a give them a AK-47 yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I don't care give them a revolver like people well, are very cool with just like 
was Goku and he's got a shotgun or whatever. But to be honest, uh, with Fortnite has nothing to do with branding. It's 100% money. Oh, no, 100%. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that you would be like, okay, yeah, let's give Spider-Man an automatic shotgun. Like, right, and have like, that be, like, in the trailers or whatever, you know, yeah, uh, is, yeah. is kind of goofy and fun. Or, I mean, same thing with, like, any, like, you be Ariana Grande. That's funny. I'm with so a, mad that with I, a shotgun. Yeah, I'm so mad that I wasn't playing when that skin was around because that's so fucking funny. It's worth twenty dollars. Oh so yeah, yeah, fucking funny. Um, I was gonna try and sing a single Ariana Grande song to to get us into the intro, but I don't think I know one. Oh wait, thank you. Next, it's Hitbox. going on everyone welcome back to hitbox episode podcast uh sorry episode number 106 we got a lot of news today my name Ooh. is peter hunt spittick joining me uh is my very good uh, news friend justin makovich how are you man what's going on I'm, I'm doing really well uh in fact i'm i'm actually doing extra well because i was able to cross something off my bucket list yesterday off of your bucket list that's actually off huge my bucket list. do you have a, do you have a physical bucket list that you keep or no it just it's like a mental things? thing yeah. it's it's like when i like hear something i'm like i want to do that or i want to try that or something like that mm-hmm. um so for for me i know you love cereal i love cereal and i have a question for you about cereal ask away what is your favorite monster cereal uh 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 oh uh, uh. probably i mean like count chocula is a really great pick uh it's a very solid like uh it's a safe pick. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with Count Chocula. All right. Can you list off all the monster cereals for Maybe. me? Maybe is it Frankenberry, Ch- Count Chocula? Um, what's the Mummy one? Is there a Mummy one? Uh, isn't there a Booberry? Right. Boo-ba- Booberry. And then there, I think there is a Mummy one. Um, there's only there's only four or five, right? I mean, it's not a huge list. Yeah. So okay. So yeah, Frankenberry. We have then Yummy Mummy. Yummy Mummy is what it is. Yummy Mummy. So uh, for me, like when I'm growing up, Count Chocula, that's the easy one. Um, Yummy Mummy, I've seen. Booberry, I had a lot. Frankenberry, I've liked. But there's one monster cereal that I heard about. Oh, that was discontinued, isn't it? Who was it? It's called Fruit Brute. Fruit Brute! Yeah, go on. I heard all about Fruit Brute. I heard people talking about it. Um, and I, I, every, every Halloween, I will go to the store and be like, do they have it here? Do they have it here? And guess what, Peter? They had it for the today? first time ever. Holy shit. I went to the Jewel Osco and I bought Fruit Brute. For Halloween? We've still got, well, I guess just a month. Oh, I mean, it's pumpkin spice season, my friend. They have pumpkin really? spice everything. Oh, it's everywhere. Oh, it is everywhere. It's I had, my you know, Nilla Wafers. I know Nilla Wafers. They have pumpkin spice flavored Nilla wafers, Peter, and it's life changing. I'm very into that. Life changing. Are you uh, like pro pumpkin spice latte? 
Um, yes, I say that because I don't drink uh, Starbucks pumpkin spice drinks, or I don't really like Starbucks because I think they're so sweet. Yeah. I know. No, that's fine. I'm the I'm the one who says they're so sweet, but I do have a Dunkin' Donuts pumpkin spice flavored uh, uh, ground coffee that I've been using. Ooh, that's and it's delightful. Makes my house smell great in the morning. But yeah, Fruit Brute. It is a um, uh, uh, it's a sweetened cereal with monster marshmallows. Um, what, what is the, what is the flavor of fruit? I don't know. It's just a fruit flavor. <laughs> it's just, it's um, red. It's fruit. What do you want? And I, I like it better than blueberry and Frankenberry cause it's not overly powerful in terms yeah. of it's like sickly sweet fruit flavor. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. What, uh, what kind of so, milk are you, what kind of milk are you riding there? Um, so fortunately, uh, when I first tried it, I wanted to have the neutral milk yeah, and I had, yeah. I, I had some just, uh, neutral 2% in my fridge. Um, but this is where you level up with your milk, the vanilla oat milk. You put that in any cereal, it makes it better. See, any cereal. That's, that's the thing with me, right? Like, you know, I, I do understand the problems with, you know, just classic milk. Um, but I think like plain almond milk, plain soy milk, plain oat milk just don't taste very good. So, but so you have to do like you know your vanilla oat milk, your chocolate yep. oat milk, you know any any yep. variation of those. But at that point, you're just like, there's so much. It's so much sugar in there that I'm like, well, then why am I even doing <laughs> like like this yeah, has become yeah. something that like I can't have. Um, yeah, I, I imagine that that uh, yeah, it, it really changes the game, huh? Yeah. Yeah, the cereal, I mean, it wasn't like it was it's no cinnamon toast crunch, friends. But like, hey, to have something that you've been waiting your whole life to have, it's a good feeling. Dude, congratulations. I'm so happy Thank for you. you. Thank I, you very this, much. I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast. I've got this custom spoon. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Have I talked about this? The weird Pokemon one? Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I don't mind, like, I just don't know what the demographic is for someone who wants a spoon <laughs> that also has a Pokemon engraved. Anyway, um. Let's talk about video games in the news. Coming up, we're going we're gonna to be getting into the news. Uh, here's a quick preview. we got Death Stranding is coming to Game Pass. Avalanche Studios' Iron Man game was canceled after two years of development. Redfall is going to be big as hell. We'll get to all those stories and more in a little bit. We're going to head into the Metacritic Roundup. Before we do, love to remind you, Join us on Discord. The link to that is in the description of this episode. You can support us on Patreon. Become a deluxe podcast producer like Jay Knoll or Dave Parker. Um, those those deluxe podcast producers, they do get an additional 30-minute uh, episode every single week. We did one about multiverses last week. We're doing a fun one about uh, video game movies this week. It's going to be a good time. I know. It's just a little teaser. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod, you know, all that sort of stuff. Follow us on YouTube at Hitbox. Um, we post pod clips every week and all sorts of other fun stuff there too. But uh what do you say? You want to go to the Metacritic Roundup? Let's do it. Metacritic Roundup. A few things came out this week. We've actually got a decent list here. Let's start with the one that I think I have the least amount to say. I'll be curious what you have to say about this. Uh we got Madden NFL. 22 <laughs> uh, uh shouldn't this be 23 yeah i think so all right madden nfl 23 <laughs> um came out for you know playstation and xbox and it's on pc uh in terms of scores the game on ps5 has gotten a 65 and on xbox series x a 73 uh not scoring particularly well but it is also um 
it's scoring about as well as Madden games have over recent years. I think people seem to be um, upset with like the general lack of innovation over these games and the fact that it's, I think people are really starting to um, money has become very tight and money has kind of changed over the past few years. And people are maybe a little less interested in buying the same exact video game uh, year after year after year. Especially when you look at games like, I don't know, Warzone or Fortnite even, or things like that, which are just constantly updating, um, which I feel like Madden could probably do, or like these sports franchises could probably do, but that's just my um, my thoughts. How do you feel about it? Uh, I mean, I think you're essentially paying for a, a, a roster update every Agreed. year. Um, I think one of the cool things that I like, um, so I'm a pretty big football fan. Never mm-hmm. been a, a football video game fan. I just feel like there's just too much going on. Um, but with the when they release the the player rankings, it becomes like constant conversation uh, throughout the NFL. Like, oh, this player is rated as a hundred. This player is rated as a sixty-two, um, and they like rank all that kind of stuff. And I, I just think that's a fun moment of Madden. But the gameplay sure. itself is just it, it's Madden. Madden is Madden. Football uh, video games are football video games. Um, but I think the score is not necessarily indicative of the quality of the game. No. Um, it's more just that it's the same game with not super changes. Yeah. Um, last year, the for uh, NF, uh, Madden 22, when that came out, it was like, it's the same game, but it's on next gen. This one, it's like, it's the same game and still on next gen. Right. So, um, and the user scores uh, for it are currently chilling at a 1.9 on the uh, PS5. And so a that... 2.9 on Xbox Series X, Justin. People are yeah. freaking loving this thing over on the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, I mean, yeah. basically, the the uh, user scores are all the same. I mean, of just like. Um, so I, I just clicked on a review here. Uh, it, it says this review contains spoilers, um, which is odd for a football game. You'll never guess uh, who's on the Tigers this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah. Yeah. Nothing. It's yeah, it's not a spoiler review, but it did make me click on it. So mission successful clickbait mission yeah. successful. And they got they got. Mr. John Madden on the cover now, right? Because didn't he pass away this year or last year? I yeah, I believe it was last year. Um, but that's also like blessing in disguise too. For not not that he passed away, but the, the fact f- that the player isn't on there, right? Because isn't yeah, that always yeah. like a not a curse, but like yeah, people don't do curse. well. Is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah, I mean it's not always true, but like there is that like context around it. Yeah. Um, up next, we got Kirby's Dream Buffet. I didn't know this came out. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, not scoring super well. It's at a 63. It's on the Switch. This is the, it's like a Fall Guys-esque Kirby party game. Uh, looks interesting enough as a combination of sort of something like Fall Guys and Mario Party, but with a Kirby uh, flavor, no pun intended. Um, but not scoring super well, but it also, I don't know if this is the sort of thing that would. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, so I, I looked at this. I think the game is like fourteen ninety nine. Yeah. Um, online, uh, and from what people are are seem to be saying about the review, it's just a little bit feature light, some bug issues with it. Um, Nintendo really not known for having deep, uh, deep uh, multiplayer systems, and not known for having uh, online uh, or technical uh, clarity. I guess so. Not shocked by any of that, but I mean, it's not. A, it's if you're looking for another little like couch co-op or online kind of game, I think you can play with up to four players. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe, but uh, I'll I'll wait. I did think this game was going to be free. Unfortunately, I did too. It's I guess not. I missed that it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so hey, uh, reviews keep pouring in with this. It came out, but I think a lot of the 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 uh, major outlets didn't get it until um, like the last minute. So we'll, we'll probably it'll probably adjust slightly, but I don't expect it to be much better than this. That makes sense. I mean, like a sixty three, like I said, like we're saying, like that seems about on brand, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, up next here, we got Soul Hackers 2, which uh, on Xbox Series X scored a 79 on PC, a 72 on PS4, 75, and on PS5, a 77. So in the mid-70s here, upper mid-70s, uh, people are saying that this, I, I watched a lot of reviews for this because I was interested in it. Um, and people are saying like it is like if you took a lot of stuff out from persona but not quite mm -hmm. focus but you didn't quite you don't quite focus on the combat and mechanics like you do in like the mainline shimigami tensei series um but like you didn't like add anything else um so people are saying it's a little like it feels a little undercooked and like it just doesn't have a whole lot of excellent it's fresh ideas yeah underbaked. thank you mr hollywood from uh, you know what I'm talking about what's his name John a Paul great Hollywood. British Bake Off Paul yes. Hollywood the um, Simon Cowell of British baking all right not to be not to derail this at all but <laughs> I, we have so much news to talk about and we are like spending way so much time talking about other shit um do you ever watch great British Bake Off oh yeah every episode uh I stopped watching me and Elena were like on a hot streak right when it like really started popping off uh Across the pond here you know yeah, uh, yeah. and uh there was like the, the most recent season at the time so it was 2019 so whatever season that was maybe like six or seven um we just hated so much we just hated everyone on it um it was it was the first season that they uh were it <sighs> they had the new hosts right no I, it was they they shifted things to be a little bit more like dramatic it felt like mm. they were like, oh, we're seeing that this is popping off in America. Like, let's make this a little bit more like American competition shows. Um, so, like, you know, they had like people are crying every episode and like all this sort of stuff. And like I actually read that the old hosts of the show would say really, really explicit swear words in front of the cameras anytime people were crying so that they couldn't use the footage. Oh, uh, so so that they couldn't like. That's actually great. That's awesome. Right. Um, but like the show just took this turn. But what I'm trying to say is this whole thing about Paul Hollywood's handshake. I I get that it's a big deal. But the fact that like it is such a big deal to shake this guy's hands. Just like, who are you? I know that you're like a big you're like a big shot. Like you're like you're a big shot. Like I get it. But this whole thing about like. The currency of the handshake just fucks me up is what I'm saying. <laughs> Well, Dude. I do have to say he started. He starts to give those away. That's like, what I'm saying. Nothing. That's eventually. what I'm saying. It, it's like, like it, the first season, it was like, oh my god, he really liked that. But then it was just kind of like, oh, I like that. A good crunch. Like everything is just handshaking left and right. Yes, agreed, one hundred percent. Anyway, Soul Hackers two. Uh, <laughs> I will be picking this up eventually. I I think I want to finish Xenoblade first before diving into this. Uh, but I don't know if this is a game that I'm going to finish because this I've you know sixty hours ish. Uh, for a game that people are saying is like, yeah, it's pretty good, but yeah, it's just fine. It's just it's just fine. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, sixty hours of a video game—that's a lot. It's of a tall time. order for something that's just like, all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last up here, we have Roller Drome. This came out on the PS5 uh, as a 
PlayStation exclusive, console exclusive, and it's on PC as well. PS5, it's got a 79, and PC, it's got an 80. Now, Justin, I have played and completed Roller Drum. Oh, and completed? How, yeah. uh, how, how long is it? It's not that long. It's like 20 bucks. Oh, okay. It was like five or six hours. Uh, you could get a lot more out of it because there's like... Uh, a lot of like in-game challenges and there's like a secondary like harder new game plus mode um and there's like an online component where like your score like gets put on a leaderboard and stuff like that uh i will not be partaking in any of that because i i uh, don't like roller drum very bad very much oh yeah that's that's unfortunate i'm sorry you played through it no i mean it's fine like I did it for work, so it was one of those things where I was like, well... <laughs> well... Yeah, it was one of those things, though, where I was, like, really looking forward to this. Uh, I just don't think it plays very well. Uh, basically, the idea is it is a roller skating game, uh, which, like, not a whole lot of those, I imagine. There's a lot of skateboarding and stuff like that, but roller skates, not even roller blades, like, that's kind of kind of dope. Um, it's like a roller skating game mixed with, like, a third-person shooter where you're uh, skating around these like arenas and you have to take out take out all of the different enemies uh, and you've got like you start off with two pistols and then you get a shotgun and a grenade launcher and a rifle um and so like to reload you need to do tricks uh on your skates like you got to do like flips and twists and grabs and grinds and all sorts of stuff to like reload your weapons um, which basically means that like there's two parts of the game where you are on the offense when you're like, all right, time to fuck this guy up. And then on when you're on the like asset acquiring, when you're trying to like reload by like going off a ramp and doing a flip and stuff like that. Um, uh, but uh, there's too much going on in it for me. Um, yeah, what's up? Um, so are, are you into like, uh, skateboarding, roller skating kind of games at all? Not really. I think that's does a this, problem. Does this feel like it's one of those games with some shooting on it? Or does it feel like something completely new and unique? Um, I guess it's hard for me to say cause I haven't played a lot of skateboarding games. I mean, my most recent skateboarding game was Skatebird. Uh, Dude, and that game sucked. That game was uh, amazing. I, that, like that was, can I say a big disappointment <laughs> for me? <laughs> Um, yeah, I, it's kind of like half of the mechanics that you'd find in a game like that. Um, and the other half of the game is devoted to the third person shooting. Like the shooting is not very deep. Uh, like you don't have to aim, like you just auto aim. Um, there's like a bullet time thing that you can like, that, that you can kind of play around with, but like it's half of the mechanics you'd you'd see in regular third person shooter and half of the mechanics you'd see in a skateboarding sort of skating game. Um, does that make sense? I think people who like skateboarding games will like this. Um, if, if you are a fan of skateboarding games and also shooters, like I think this is totally your thing. Uh, but for me, it was just like too much to really think about. Um, but I also found that like the actual, the fact that you were being targeted by enemies and stuff like that um, kind of goes works against the idea of like think make, like doing thoughtful tricks and like really thinking about what you're doing um because a lot of the times like a sniper would get their sights on you right before you're about to do a jump and it's like okay well i guess i have to dodge out of the way of this so it like stops you from doing your jump and it's like okay well i don't i guess i just don't get to reload now and now my combo is all fucked up and all that sort of stuff so um so 
Yeah. I was expecting this game to be more of like just like an arena shooter kind of game, but like it's clearly like a story game that you can beat, right? Yeah, so there's a campaign. Um, and the story's kind of interesting. It's about it's 2030, and like the world has moved, the United States has moved on to being like a privatized police state, um, which, hey, we might get there. Uh, <laughs> give us, give us two, eight years here. Um, and so, like, it's about that. Uh, like that's in the background. It's what I'm trying to say. And like you are going through all these like media rooms and stuff. Basically, in between every like four levels or so, you have like a just like a first person like walk around section uh, where you're like in like a newsroom and stuff. Um, just like looking at the environment and like you get like little notes on things. Uh, and so like the media is being told like, hey, don't focus on the protests and the riots and all that. Like we're trying to focus on the like make sure that this is the big headline and everything it's kind of like the so hunger like, games do- oh, i was gonna say it's like a documentary of current day uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> huh. um and and the main character kara kara hassan which is like cool name very cool name uh she's like very cool too like she doesn't have a personality she doesn't say anything but like she's got like this red jumpsuit and the red helmet like it's cool as fuck um she like is in debt like $300,000 and like if she wins like this will like change her life and all this sort of stuff. Um, the story is cool. The art I think is really striking. It really pops off the screen. Uh, I just don't like to play. I find it very frustrating because uh, also there's like a lot of like um, if you skate out of bounds like you get hurt and you lose your combo and um, there's just like a lot of out of bounds like places to get out of bounds uh, and it's like well telegraphed, I suppose, but like I just found myself like I had the momentum and I was just moving that direction, and I was like, oh well, shit. Um, I, I just don't think it properly like eased you into its mechanics. Like the first level, you're like, okay, I kind of get this, and then the second level, it's like, well, what if uh, um, 15 million people were shooting <laughs> at you at one time? And it's like, yeah, that would be kind of hard, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, it does. It also it gates off being able to do new levels. You have to complete set amounts of in, like the in-game challenges, um, which. I got to a point where it said you need to complete 20 more challenges to move on. And I said, fuck you, roller drum. And I went into the accessibility menu and there's just an option to just turn that off. So I did that oh, that's and great. I finished the game and I turned invincibility on because I was getting frustrated with the last level. And I said, thank you, roller drum, for your uh, your time. Well, again, I'm glad that uh, the game has those accessibility features. Yep. I mean, things like that just to make the game what you, you need of it. And at that point, like, if anything, that saved you from having more frustration with the game. It, let me finish <laughs> it, right? Uh, yeah, there's also yeah. stuff in there, like there's invincibility, there's infinite ammo, there is uh, you can slow the game speed down, which is something I always think is, is really great on something like this. Um, so there you go. That is cool. And, and is there a multiplayer mode, or is it just... It's it's all just single player. Um, okay, okay. Although it is, uh, uh, um, like the multiplayer element of it is like just the leaderboards of like posting okay. high scores and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, delay corner for the August twenty first. The only one that I've seen is High on Life. This is the made by Rick and Morty Xbox exclusive like shooter. I would call it with like a really big sigh in the background. A quirky shooter Wait, do you know what i mean by that yeah, yeah. or maybe we'll call that a zany shooter <sighs> um and it has been delayed uh it was coming out i think in october it's been delayed to december 13th 2022 so i suppose look forward to that 
And and like f- for me as someone who is like pretty okay with like the Rick and Morty uh type of humor, um I might be interested in playing this. I haven't played that Trover Saves the Universe. Is that the the one from Justin Roiland? The what it's is like it a VR game. Trover's Saved uh wait. Mm, tr- I said it, but then I think oh, it's Trover. wrong. Yeah, Trover saves Trover. the universe. Yeah, oh, yeah Trover okay. saves the universe. Yeah. Um, it's like a VR game. Um, by, oh, I've seen this. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and it, it, it that got pretty decent reviews, and I've also played the Rick and Morty VR experience um, on my PSVR, which is kind of fun in, in a goofy way. So, I don't know. Uh, it, I am interested about this game. It's on Game Pass, so there's no reason why I won't try it. That's the problem for me is that I'm like, I don't want to play this. And I'm like, that's on Game Pass. I probably should just to like have something to say about it. You know what I mean? And also like I am judging this game before it's out. You know what I mean? Like who's to say? Maybe it's my new favorite game. Uh, problem or opportunity. Think about it that way. Precisely, Justin. Precisely. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Justin, I talked about playing Roller Drum. Uh, I've got you playing Wave Race 64. How's that going? Is that on the Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack? Yeah, I think it came out uh, last week, and I have never played Wave Race 64 before. Um, Shock, I know. I love every N64 game, but I have. uh, I did play Wave Race Blue Storm um, Mm. on the GameCube. That was like one of the launch titles for GameCube, so it was like one of the the, the ones that I had purchased, and it was fine. A little frustrating. I mean, the the game itself, uh, the Wave Race series, um, is a racing game on water skis. And uh, I know that sounds obvious, but <laughs> um, the the thing about like specifically that makes this racing game interesting is that you are dealing with the wave physics, which are actually pretty good um, oh, specifically for an N64 game because the waves come in at random points uh, that can significantly change how you're going about racing. And not only are you dealing with the raves, waves, but you're also like going left and right between um, buoys. Uh, and these buoys kind of act as like your guides and you have to make sure that you go left on one side, right on another. And it's generally left, right, left, right. So you're going in and out of the wave. So it's not just a straight line. And you add that like left and right movement with the actual um, the waves. It just makes it kind of difficult to to uh, race at times and not difficult in a bad way. Um, it makes it like a fun challenge that hmm. is different than a normal kart racer. Um, so, uh, Wave Race 64 itself, what makes this game, I guess, unique, uh, is the, the fact that it is, um, a polygonal game that has some cool water physics on the N64, so it was kind of ahead of its time there. You got four racers, um, each have different kind of handling and speed stats, you know, you have your typical average Joe, you have the female character, you have your alternative average Joe, and you got the fat guy wearing a Yoshi helmet. Uh, but the thing I really like about this game is that they have the standard, um uh wave race uh uh jet ski what are they what are those called i think jet, jet ski or ski yeah, do so if you're you, from oh, okay. certain places in america <laughs> um so you have your like standard skidoo um and you can also then go in and do a custom one where you can uh manually change like your handling your speed uh and your like little settings to really make any character very customizable um which i think is kind of cool because even though there's only four characters with that addition it makes any character 
infinitely customizable. And there's like a lot of very specific ways you can go about fixing them. And there's like significant changes to the way they handle with that. So I played around with it. Um, I mean, uh, again, with any of these N64 expansion pack games, it's really hard for me to go back and like beat it to completion. Sure. Um, but uh, in terms of me just having something else to play, I enjoyed it. And uh, it, it's a good thing to try out. I think it's important for like the history of video games. If you've not played N64 before, just to see where things were and yeah. how they've evolved since then. Um, so, yeah. Well, there you go. Wave Race 64. Get it on the nintendo switch online expansion thing they added a bunch of new stuff to there there didn't they a few a few yeah, different titles when i when i just uh booted it up they had um pokemon snap yeah that was on there for n64 the pokemon yeah. puzzle league uh, i think there was like one other game that that came out but yeah um, i mean it, it's it's like a drip feed and like Again, I didn't pay for this. I paid for this game because I have the expansion pass. But like, it's just nice to have uh, something new to try. And even if I only played it for like an hour, um, it was still you know an hour of something to do. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's like the agreed. worst review of a game. <laughs> if you have an hour, this is something to do in it. it. Right? It's like it's like if you want to do something for a single hour and then have uh, until you're waiting, this is something you can do. Yeah, well, I actually was playing it while I was waiting. My uh, Archie got his haircut this weekend, so I was mm. playing this while I was waiting for him to get his haircut. So, do you take yeah. him to like a special person, or do you just go to like a pet? Uh, I go to a special person because he can't be caged because he's a he's a special little boy. Because he's um, a and, Justin. Because he's a wild thing. You can't well, cage, is, you can't cage a wild spirit like Archibald. No, 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 no. Yeah, emphasis on wild. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you say, Justin? You want to talk about the news? Let's do it video game sales <laughs> people are buying these things are you familiar with that i mean i, I know we do but people other than us that's probably a pretty big industry um i'd say i've heard i don't know if this is true or not everyone's like um, it's bigger than f- than film and music combined i don't know if that's true or not but i've heard oh uh, i don't think so i mean <laughs> I mean, it doesn't cost me sixty dollars to go see a movie, but like, yeah, what the hell do yeah. I know? Uh, but with these fucking well, popcorn prices, right? I would say I it's mean, getting it's getting to be that point. It you, know, is you go there, you buy point. your tickets. Tickets nowadays seem to be like fifteen dollars each, not for IMAX, just for regular tickets. Um, you if you buy go, them online, you add the service fees, which is stupid. It's like uh, I'm doing myself a favor, and you're whatever. Uh, that's why I go on five dollar Tuesdays, Justin. Because uh, it only costs five dollars, as you might guess. Um, yeah. Let's talk about video <laughs> games, though. Uh, the month of July, we've got ten titles duking it out for the top spot. Number one will surprise you. So let's start from the bottom, right? Number ten. Do you see what I did there? Like that's pretty good. Yeah, thank you. Number ten, we got F one twenty two. That's a racing game. We talked about one time when it came out. I can't say anything about it. Uh, yeah, I'm still still mad I couldn't draft it, but yeah. Uh, Minecraft, surprise, surprise. Uh, Minecraft is popular. Number eight, we got Digimon Survive. Kind of interesting. I mean, Digimon's huge, right? Uh, but you'd think that a visual novel tactics game might not break the top ten, but hey, apparently it is popular. Uh, then we got Mario Kart 8, uh, number seven in its, uh, I mean, eternal spot. Then we got uh, number six, MLB The Show 22, um, although that is just, um, 
physical copies and PlayStation copies because uh, it, this chart doesn't have uh, Xbox and Switch digital sales. So that's like things I, like Game Pass. I, I think that's a, that's a miss. I really want to know what the Switch digital sales are on Huge. MLB The Show. <laughs> Huge. Do you remember when they showed it off? I like one of those Nintendo Directs and I was like, why does everyone look like horrible burn victims? <laughs> it's like there's just like no textures on anything. Uh, you know, we kid, we kid. Um, number five is Call of Duty Vanguard, which it were where it will stay, I imagine, until the next Call of Duty game comes out. Um, kind of weird that we haven't heard anything about. Oh, yes, we have. It's Modern Warfare 2. I'm a buffoon. Um, that comes out in like October, November. Who knows? Uh, up next, then, number four, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. That's huge. And that's not even including any of the digital sales. Um, so you have to imagine that it's pretty high up there. Yeah, my copy didn't count. My copy also it. didn't count. So you there you go. You got a physical copy? No, no, I got a digital. So the digital sale didn't. Oh, so then, sorry, mine, I, I made up for you because I got a physical copy. Oh, yeah, copy. yeah, yours I, counted. Mine, did I get a physical copy? Yeah, I do have a physical was, copy of the surprised. original, but yeah. I, I was surprised that you would because it was like, I know you're, you've, you're all digital, man. Do you have a, the, SD, the micro SD card for your Switch? Yeah, I have. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I, mine, I should probably get one because like mine is the sort of thing where every t- single time I put a game in, I'm like, oh crap, I gotta like. Well, that being said, like the Switch itself, like two fifty six goes a long way in a Switch, whereas it goes nowhere. Like it's barely Call of Duty on a on a exactly. PS five. Yeah. So yep, 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 yep. Uh, so number three is Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, which I believe is number two, like the best selling game this year. Uh, followed by so number two on this month but number one of the year elden ring and then number one best-selling game july 2022 multiverses i'm curious what the fuck that means though because it's a free-to-play game does that mean just downloads um or does it mean like sales within the game because if it's just downloads i i don't know i feel like hey it's free so yeah it makes sense a lot of people are buying or like downloading it and playing it but you know, you also got to respect like, well, but they are making a quality product that people seem to really like. Yeah, I would assume it's maybe the founders packs. Like maybe that's the way that they can quantify sure, sure. like how many are being sold. Because I don't think like microtransactions would count. Right. Like that. That wouldn't you can't add like no gleamium or whatever the hell they call it to right. like these things. Because if that's the case, think of all the other games that have microtransactions in them. And you would think uh those would be like way way up on this list but they're not so that would be my my thought on that but i think that's that's great um and i think it's great specifically because as i've said before about multiverses i enjoy the game and i love that it's free to play yeah and having a free to play game like this is how you make fighting games successful um this game i i don't think would have the same type of um following behind it if it wasn't free to play if it wasn't Mm -hmm. accessible for everyone um a lot of my students uh, i hear playing this game um and you know that's that differs from them playing their um uh, the Fortnite and the um call of duty and i don't think that's just necessarily a the the reason i think so many students uh play those games because they're free to play so Mm -hmm. You get that into more people's hands and specifically people who have a lot of time on their hands to play this kind of stuff. Um, I think that's how you get people in. And then you play it long enough. You feel good buying the Founders Pack. You feel good um, buying the new character uh, because they have with the new season that launched a multiverses, they have new free to play characters. So they now have LeBron, um, Batman. Arya Stark and Steven Universe are the four ones, which you'll notice my two mains, Superman and Finn, um, are no longer there. So yep. I'm, 
I'm gonna have to buy them, you know. But I, I do so. have enough. Free, I do have enough free currency to buy them, so I don't have to pay. It also looks like um, is this confirmed that Stripe? Yeah, it is. Stripe the what's that called? Gremlin. Stripe the Gremlin and Black Adam the Rock uh, are gonna be coming to multiverses. Can I say you're making a face about like why Stripe? And yeah, why Stripe? That's a fucking weird pick. Um, but I like that they picked it all the same because at least to me that shows like, yeah, they're willing to get weird and they're not just going to do, it's not just going to be a DC fighter, right? It's not just going to be, um, like the most popular things. It's going to, they're going to be like, I don't know, looking back and being like, okay, who would be fun to put in this video game? Uh, cause then also we've got rumors from a data mine, um, that Beetlejuice from, well, Beetlejuice and the Wicked Witch of the West from, uh, 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 some uh, gosh wizard of oz, wizard of oz. i was gonna call it somewhere <laughs> yeah. over the rainbow wizard of oz and <laughs> wicked um alphaba if you will and they do uh she will also be included at some point in the future and that's also fun wizard of oz is like almost a hundred years old and now finally where she's getting the video game adaptation that she deserves being able to kick superman's ass yeah, I mean, Black Adam, to me, I get why they put it in there. Just not exciting. Yeah, um, it's like, all right. The, the uh, Gremlin character, like, obviously, like, uh, there's so many cooler things. I wish, I just wish it was a cooler character than it just being the bad guy from Gremlins. Like, if they, I, cool they use the, the Gremlin proper, the, the property of Gremlins. I think that's cool. But just that character itself wasn't exciting. But if they had, like, a, you know, Furby-ass character that its power was to eat and it turned into a demon. Well, I was going to say, do you think... Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen Gremlins, so I, like, like my childhood. So, like, I don't even know if I could tell you what happens in it. Do you think that he starts off, like, like there's two modes, like, in the same way that, you know, you can turn from Zelda into Sheik? Like, do you think he's a Mogwai and then can turn into such a such a horrific creature i don't like to say the word because like they're you, called mogwise like yeah i mean you pulled that out of there <laughs> um with um the character it might be cool if they do something along the lines of if you get to a certain amount of damage mm. like you're you're up later you change you change characters like you probably that like could hit be harder potentially. And, and yeah yeah a little bit bulkier. Um, yeah maybe maybe that would be something they would do but who knows i don't even know if uh this character looks um, different when he's not in the evil form. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't remember yeah, like I'm, in the movie. I'm um, gonna be honest. I don't think I've ever seen Gremlins. Um, doesn't age well. Oh well. So yeah. uh, old movies where are old. Was yeah, I was somewhere. This was my friend Josh and Alex, and we watched something on YouTube, and we were just like hanging out talking, and YouTube autoplay was on, and then. So whoever's YouTube account it was had purchased the movie Gremlins mm. and it did just start playing. Mm. And so we're just hanging out. We're like, wait, are we also watching Gremlins? Um, there is some uh, pretty racist shit in that movie, like right off the bat. Uh, it, it, like the Gremlins are like Chinese folk demons or something like that. And you just have like the the guy in like a Chinese shop with the big beard, you know what I'm talking about? It was it's just like mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like, oh, this is the eighties. I forgot. This su- kind of sucks. Um yeah, I don't, I don't think it's required viewing is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh spoiler a lot of things from the eighties don't age well. <laughs> yep. Absolutely agree. Uh who do you think would win? The Wicked Witch of the West or LeBron James? 
are we talking about Toon LeBron James? Because it would definitely be Toon LeBron James. Real life? Oh, it's Wicked Witch of the West. She LeBron came down as a human. A LeBron is a dog. human man. A it's human true. man. There's no way he can deal with that magic and the flying monkeys. Agreed. Defying gravity. There you go. Yeah, I had to yeah. had to mention one wicked thing. Uh, flying monkeys were in it too. Yeah, there you go. Were they? Were they in Wicked? I've never seen Wicked. You've never seen Wicked, Justin? I'm sorry. Have you like heard the songs? Oh got, yeah, I, yeah, I was gonna say you've got to have heard the songs. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Wicked's great. Wicked's actually like really good. Um, that's uh my musical theater recommendation of the week. Go see Wicked. <laughs> I don't know if you, you've heard about it. Uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> hey, you know what's actually funny about that? That those character packs. Beetlejuice also has a musical currently on Broadway. Yes, it does. Yes, I it hear does. it's fine with a cool set, but there you go. There's my there's my uh, secondhand review. I love it. Justin, let's talk about Iron Man. He's not coming to multiverses, but he almost got is, a game. Is that because is that because he snapped and he's gone? Uh no, because he, he didn't get snapped away, did he? Oh, but he snapped but he, himself to death. Yes, yeah, he did. He, yeah, he, yeah, he's dead. So Yeah, you're all right. Uh no, I this was long before that fateful snap, that fateful um battle. I don't know where I was going with that. What I'm trying to say is Avalanche Studio, the studio responsible for uh, games like Just Cause, which I don't know about you, I'm a big fan of, is particularly Just Cause 2. Um, they were working on an Iron Man game in starting in about 2010. They worked on it for about two years, and then it was canceled in 2012. This was revealed by uh, Christopher Sundberg to uh, during an interview at, with MinMax, which is like... Um, they do interviews like a publication. Um, we've talked about MinMax before, uh, but basically, it was, uh, according to uh, Sundberg, uh, canceled because of company politics. Uh, he said that Disney and Marvel wanted the game to be finished a lot quicker, which um, would have required them to hire a lot more people. Which Sundberg said that was just not a good idea, and it was a huge mess, uh, and and everyone was just not liking the way that it was going. So it ended up being canceled, and then I think they just went on to com- keep doing just cause. Um, that kind of sucks, right? Oh yeah, I think so. And I think the thing that that sucks the most about this, I mean, that kind of like we got to rush this movie out. Seems like it's a much older this game. Uh, sorry, rush yeah. this game out. Seems like a much older video game industry in which you had all those like you know crappy movie tie-in games come out. Yeah, this is not even tied to a movie. Like, why do they want it to go faster? Like, I I just think that ruins the quality to a certain extent of the game, and like you don't have that kind of care in it. I mean, like, yeah, it probably wasn't, like, linked directly to a movie, although 2012, if they were wanting to come out, you know, you've got either The Avengers or Iron Man 3 in 2013, so, like, it's possible that they wanted the, to hit a release window sort of around there, uh, but also, like, I don't know, the reason why I think it's, like, sad is because of just, like, the general idea of, like, hey, we were working on this cool project and then, you know, the the big people, the big dogs got involved and then, like, just completely ruined it, um, which I think kind of sucks. Uh, yeah. But I don't know if, like, we're hurting for this Iron Man game. I like Avalanche Studio, like like we said, like, I really like Just Cause, um, but I don't know. I mean, I, oh, I, also, I also totally misspoke. I thought the game came out, it was canceled in 2019. No, this is definitely 2012 shit with video games, like yes, rushing no, it out. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunbur- uh, 
Christopher Sundberg left the left, left Avalanche yeah, in 2019. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, yeah, this is definitely that reason they want to rush it out for the tie-in of the game. I'm sure. Um, I do have a suggestion for you, uh, Peter. If you're upset by this news, I'm not. But go on, tell me. Uh, if you should play the hit game Anthem. Oh, I thought, dude, I thought you were about to say the hit game Marvel's <laughs> Avengers, which I was like, uh, I'm not I know, do another that. hit game, another 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 banger out there. But right, uh, exactly, like Anthem, like apparently, you know, you've said and other people have said, like it's a shame that it was the that they went the full like this is going to be a huge huge uh live service game right when it probably like it had decent mechanics that from what i've heard and it was like a pretty good iron man game but yeah um, yeah i remember those trailers <laughs> anthem's on game pass isn't it uh yeah i think so the last i heard about anthem it was like it was like march of 2021 i think and the christmas holiday event that they ran for you know like christmas holiday 2020 uh all of that stuff was still up <laughs> yeah it just, checks out it definitely it checks just out. never <laughs> updated again so it's just permanent christmas holiday time uh let's talk about sony justin what do you say uh, so death stranding surprising everyone it's coming to pc game pass uh i mean by the time you're hearing this you can play death stranding on pc game pass uh august 23rd is when it comes out I mean, this is extremely interesting because Death Stranding, while Kojima Productions is not a first-party Sony studio, I believe Death Stranding's was Death Stranding was published by uh, by Sony Interactive Entertainment, wasn't it, or was it Five Hundred Five? I like like who owns it? Yeah, who published it? Was it was was it Five Hundred Five? I think, I mean, it was Kojima Productions was part of the publishing, wasn't it? Or I mean, that's a studio that made it, but it no. was so okay. Sony own it. It was um, developed by Kojima Productions, obviously, which is an independent yeah. studio. It's not owned by Sony. It was published by Sony Interactive Entertainment, and then on PC, it was published by Five Hundred Five Games. Five Hundred Five Games they published uh, per not Persona, but uh, Control. Um, they've published actually a lot of stuff. Um, like, let's see what else is here. What's like recent? They, like you go to their Wikipedia page and it's huge. I mean, all the Sniper Elite games, um, Terraria. Um, apparently, let's see here. Um, Zumba Fitness. Oh, um, that's my favorite game I've I ever know. played. Do you remember Naughty Bear? I remember Naughty Bear. Is uh, that is that the game. dirty thing when the with the bear? Nope, No Man's Sky. Moving on, uh, <laughs> Payday and Payday Two. Like they they published a lot of shit, uh, and then also um, they did the PC version of Death Stranding, which I guess makes sense because when that game came out, like uh, for PC, wasn't it like one of the first like PlayStation exclusive games to come out on PC? Yeah, that that's when they were really starting to to make to, like, that, ramp it that up. transition. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, but. It's surprising that a PlayStation exclusive published by Sony Interactive Entertainment is available on Xbox Game Pass, right? It's not on or it's not on like Xbox Game Pass for like consoles, consoles but it is on yeah. PC. And um the I guess to me most interesting part of this is that Sony did not have any 
part of that. So this is an article from Push Square by Sammy Barker. This article is titled, Sony had, quote, no involvement, end quote, in Death Stranding deal with PC Game Pass. Uh, this article and anything else we're referencing will be in the description of this episode. Um, so basically, I'm just going to read you this update here. Update, Sony had, quote, no involvement with Death Stranding's release on PC Game Pass, despite the platform holder owning the intellectual, uh, the intellectual property and funding the development of the title. And this is a quote from uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment. Matters relating to the PC release of Death Stranding are managed by Kojima Productions and 505 Games. Sony Interactive Entertainment has no involvement in this promotion. So there you go. This is not the director's cut of it. This is just like the bare bones version of that game. Uh, But it is a little odd that they had no say in this in this being published on PC Game Pass. How do you take that? Like, th- this would have to be something in the original deal between um, uh, Kojima Produc- Pro- Productions and Sony. I'm sure, like, Sony wanted it to be a PlayStation exclusive title, but when they were expanding the PC thing, maybe part of that conversation came to be that, oh, okay, so um, we want to expand a PC, and part of it was, like, they didn't hold exclusive rights on I the think, PC. I think that's what it was. I think they yeah. were like, okay, 505 gets, they can publish this on PC. Like, that's fine. And then, you know, Kojima Productions and 505, you guys get the rights to do any sort of PC publishing you want. And then they were like, any publishing we want? Okay. And then, you know, it was revealed uh, at Summer Game Fest or whatever it was that um, Kojima Production, I don't, is it Kojima Productions or is it just Hideo Kojima is working on uh, an xbox exclusive game so like they're clearly in talks so i imagine the conversation is like hey how do we how do we get your games on game pass and they're like well we can publish the stranding on game pass pc yeah and i mean it might not even be that nefarious it might just be that uh the 505 is looking for more revenue um trying to find ways to get more money and when they were talking with sony uh, microsoft about their game it was like hey how much could we get if we got this we have this ability to do that so i think my question is how much was sony blindsided by this that's the thing i I don't want to say by the way like to to clarify like i'm not saying that they were being nefarious or 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 yeah oh yeah, yeah 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 i don't i don't think that they were trying to be like Shitty Let's get one over it. on yeah, Sony. Exactly. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Your Kojima Productions, like, you have a great relationship with them. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like, I imagine they probably didn't know about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like they probably didn't expect this to be something that happens because I think that's a really bad look because how frequently uh, uh, Sam Porter Bridges is used as like a uh, PR marketing image for Sony. Like, in that's that, like, just like that image i don't know where you'd find this but like when you look at like the playstation studios like ips do you mm-hmm. know what i'm talking about like there's this image yep. of like little slit cuts of like all of the different characters you've got like ellie and Jin Sakai and like kratos and uh aloy and even though sam porter bridges you know death training is not a first party exclusive studio like he's always in there with the little baby and all that um so like bb bb it, it is surprising that that uh, we don't know if they were blindsided, but it is still surprising that the one of the faces of PlayStation, right? It's got a lot of faces. It's got a lot of like, <laughs> right, like right. people, like characters that are like heavily associated with it. But one that has been so heavily associated with it for three years, right, uh-huh. um, would would be just available on PC Game Pass with the big Xbox logo on it, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. It's interesting to say the least. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't think this is going to hurt Death Stranding. I think if anything, it's going to make more people play it. Um, and I think that's only good for the long term brand of this franchise because this is a really like unique game i like it a lot it's something that 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 is a very like i don't want to say acquired taste but like the elevator pitch of this game is rough (laughs) yeah but yeah i i i i was shocked to wake up to this news 100 percent agreed um there's actually an official announcement where they they talk about this let me read give me two seconds to read this okay and i'll let you know what it says this press release uh, on Xbox Wire, which is like where they do all their press releases, um, <laughs> ends by saying, like, we imagine you have a lot of questions. Uh, don't worry. We'll address those in a future Q&A. Um, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you next time. Uh, so who knows? More Sony stuff, though. Um, it was. <sighs> on kind of funny games daily, which I think we talked about last week. Um Gary Whitta, writer of Rogue One and I think writer of Forspoken. Oh, yeah. Sorry, man. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for dogging on your trailer. Um, He went on kind of funny games daily and basically said, like, he said this. Here's the here's the quotation. Uh, Somebody told me that part of the reason why Cult of the Lamb is not on Game Pass is Sony paid the developer not to put it on Game Pass. Um, it will then incentivize you to not do any additional subscriber deals with competing platforms. Um, that's quite the statement, which then, um, a developer spokesperson talked to the gamer, uh, and said, this is absolutely untrue. (laughs) 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 So I guess there you go. Uh, Microsoft a few weeks ago, I guess last week, uh, did accuse Sony of like, Hey, they are they are paying studios to not put things on Game Pass. Um, so, like, you know, thoughts of, like, what games have been, you know, uh, like, not bribed into not being on Game Pass, but what games have taken money to not be on Game Pass from Sony uh, has been, I don't know if by you, has been, like, circling in my mind about, like, what, what did we miss out on that we could have had on Game Pass? Um, and so Gary Whitta here is saying that... That was Cult of the Lamb. And then I just love the immediate follow-up of being like, this is 100% absolutely <laughs> true. <laughs> like, uh, what do you think about this? I mean, there's, I guess there's not much to say that we didn't say last week, but what do you think about this specific little tidbit? I just think it's funny. Um, I think... Kind of uh, funny, even? <laughs> no, I, I think this is like one of those things that these are the stories that don't get reported on as much. Um, and I'm sure, like, n- no no offense to, to Gary Witter, kind of funny, like, this happens all the time. How many times have we sped, spread information on this podcast that maybe turned out to be not true or things like that? Um, it happens. Like, sure. you know, like, you read an article, you think it's true, but then we get the follow-up that, that doesn't get the reported on. So um, I just thought it was important to, like, get this kind of stuff out there. Um, I still think, you know, Sony does have marketing deals with 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 games. They, they probably part of their marketing deal there is a clause in there that they can't go on Game Pass. I'm sure that's something that when they're paying money to put stuff on their homepage, um, they're not going to want it to also be free on Game Pass. Yeah. Like, maybe they don't pay them money directly for that. Like, here's 20 bucks if you don't go on Game Pass, you know? But, like, we will market it. This will be part of the deal. I didn't think Cult of the Lamb was something that was marketed on on Sony, was it? No. 
I mean, it's, so, it's on everything. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. Like something though, like Sifu, um, yeah. a game that of you know I think is only on PC and PlayStation right now. Is that yep. true? Um, but eventually it might come out to um, Microsoft uh, games. I'm sure. Maybe, maybe not. But um, if it does, maybe that was like one of those deals that that can't be on Game Pass or something like that. We'll help you market it. I, again, this is me. I'm going to have an article written about me about speculating that kind of stuff. This is speculation, folks. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Like, I think the difference between what you're saying and like a lot of the things that we've said, like that turned up not being true. Um, <laughs> like we don't speak it as truth. And we're also not saying like, oh, we talked to the developer about this. I, I yeah. just think I think like he may have. Right. I'm not saying he didn't. Uh, I, I'm not saying that at all. But like I wouldn't go on such a huge video game news show as a kind of funny games daily and like. Say, hey, someone from this stu- from this small studio said this to me that like th- this compromising subject we talked about this and here's what happened uh because then like i think that like makes the develop i think it just does a bad job like it it makes the studio behind cult of the lamb i don't remember who makes it um i think devolver digital is the the publisher the publisher so it's a company under that but yeah Yeah. it's just yeah i I think it makes them look really bad massive monster massive monster and i think it makes him look really bad for like even disclosing that like even if he did talk about that um and then it makes him look even worse when you have devolver come out and say like nope he's wrong Uh, i don't know it's just it's just a statement that i find to be like i i think the the lesson to learn is that uh, no matter what your your medium is, podcast or video or whatever articles that you write, uh, it's important to note that you know people do hear you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and uh, if you're not careful with what the truth is, uh, capital T truth versus lowercase T truth, um, that can um, create confusion, and in some cases can really hurt a developer, hurt a reputation of someone or some game. So uh, just be careful when with, when you're out there spreading lies agreed so i found out about this next thing uh from warrior 64 on twitter like just straight up tweeted out dead island 2 day one edition on ps4 is up for pre-order on amazon uh dated february 3rd 2023 this is a brand new listing on amazon and not the one that's been on there for for like 84 years uh because yeah dead island 2 uh we got a great trailer for when like 2009 (laughs) obviously not like 2012 maybe i want to say um, it was the trailer of the guy and he's putting the track suit on and he's going for a run and he's listening to his uh, music. 2014, then, 2014. Oh, uh, not that far off from 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, um, still pretty, pretty sad that it's still not out. <laughs> and, and he's running around and we got like a parody of that trailer. If you remember from the goat simulator three. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the Xbox showcase. Uh, and I was, do you remember we were like looking at, it, we were like, damn, how did this game look fucking worse <laughs> than it did in 2014? <laughs> um, well, finally, it's coming out. This game was like one of those things that was just like lost to time uh, and has been in development hell for like over, I mean, almost 10 years at this point. Um, and it is, you know, it's Dead Island, but it's in California, I think, as opposed to the um, fictional islands. It was like in, Paradise Island. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember the song I had it on my iPod. Who do you voodoo? remember that (laughs) yeah that was great Uh, um did you play the original dead island i did um i didn't it was okay yeah i mean for 
for me, uh, the tone of the trailer. Remember yeah. that trailer oh, of the reverse thing of the gir- little girl? Yeah. yeah. Yep. That was a that was a really cool trailer, mm-hmm. and I thought the game was going to be that tone. Turns it, out it wasn't. <laughs> it's the, the problem I think with a lot of these sorts of zombie games is that like I have I have played this game before, Dead Island Two. Right where like the tr- like the cover art for this day one edition is this guy. He's got a gun in one hand and like a like a martini or margarita in the other. A margarita, sorry, not a martini. Um, and he's sitting on an inflatable chair in the middle of a pool, and he's got a katana on him. And you've got like all these like pool floaties around him, and then also zombies are running in at him. And it's just like zany zombie comedy, which I just don't like. I've played that. I played that when it was Dead Rising. I played that when it was Dead Island 1. I played that when it was... Uh, uh, what's the one that just came out with a, Z- a sequel? Dead, uh, Dying Light. Dying I played Light, that. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, the zombie comedy thing of like crazy weapons is just like nothing <laughs> anymore. It's just like not a thing at all. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? That like I yeah. think it would even... I think it might be a little bit more unique if they just played it straight and didn't do the whole like... Oh man, zombies in a bikini. How crazy is that? And it's like, all right, okay. Do you know what I'm saying with that? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what I'm expecting from this game. I'm not expecting a good game. Oh, I'm not going to play <laughs> uh, this. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> but hey, again, I hope it scores well and I hope it gets me to want to buy it and I hope course. I'm wrong. But yeah, probably not going to be. It's just one of those things, like, I feel like. Even the idea of playing a Dead Island game, like, is just such a blast from the past, right? Of like, this what this what this type of game has sort of like gone extinct a little bit, right? You've still got Dying Light, but even that is like iterating on this sort of formula by adding the parkour stuff and making that such a big aspect of its gameplay, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Whereas this tropical setting with the whole like zombie comedy thing is just like so played out, you know, did you ever play the like DLC expansion sequel Riptide? No, I mean, to be honest, I played the game for about an hour and a half, the original. Okay. And then I was like, okay, this isn't actually the game for me. Yeah, because this game also suffers with the whole like melee combat in first person. Weapon degradation. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, And again, again, like it's in like these promotional images you've got like this like electric hacksaw which like is is cool but like it's just goofy and kind of dumb you know and like I, I get it like i understand like that's a tone that people like and whatever but it's just one of those things where i'm like yeah okay this is overplayed i've done this before i'm kind of good you know what i mean yeah yeah I, I don't need more zombies in my life i need less uh fewer zombies yeah agreed um so let me read you the official description here uh just little pieces of it so it is based in la uh dead island takes players across the most iconic uh, locations of the city of angels now stained with horror in an exciting pulp journey see pulp like this is gonna be like like what what you find in your uh orange juice which by the way are you pro pulp or I'm against it. I'm against orange juice as a whole. Ooh. So it has nothing to do with uh, the pulp. One of the best drinks. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. If um, I never had it again, I'd be a happy person. Is that true, Justin? No. Yeah, yeah. The the two things I could live without. Um, 
orange juice, mm. and beer. And have you ever heard of a beer mosa? Uh, no, but does that surprise it, you? It's combining both beer and orange juice. So yeah, I had a if I, had I get a, re- if I I had a non-alcoholic beer uh, like two months ago. I didn't. I ordered it and I didn't know it was a non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> and then it got out in a can and it was like non-alcoholic beer. And I was like, oh, I've made a mistake of some sort. It's like seven dollars. It was so bad, <laughs> so bad. I, I had mean, to I try could, it. I was like, "Is this what beer is like?" And they're like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> I mean, I could, I could, uh, uh, I don't want to like dunk on O'Doul's because that that's something that some people probably need. Um, sure, as of like course. A, you know, to not not if they have a alcohol addiction. But let me tell you, I don't think we need to have any sort of fake tasting beer out there. Like, I don't think like that. Uh, we don't need a non-alcoholic light beer. We I would have that. loved to have like any other drink too. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, like I wish someone was like, this is a non-alcoholic beer. You know that, right? And I would have been like, I didn't know that. Let me pick something else. Right. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Anyway, dead Island two uh, takes people across iconic locations in Los Angeles. Um, from the verdant suburbia of Beverly Hills to the quirky prominence of Venice Beach. Like, that's a thing, right? Like, have you ever been to Venice Beach? No, but is I it quirky? I was there in October. Uh, and, like, it's like if you took a Spencer's gift and just, like, put it, up, like, on the shoreline for, like, a mile. Um, where it's just, like, yeah, I guess it would be funny, I guess, to hit the zombies with, like, a dildo bat. Or like a big bong, or maybe some of the zombies will have like T-shirts that say like just pussy on it, or something like that. Like, yeah, I guess that's kind of funny, but like, got anything else, Dead Island? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you can choose from six six characters, kind of like in the original Dead Island, except I think there were just four, uh, but I could be wrong. Um, so they each have dialogue, like their own unique dialogue and personalities and you can customize them and all that sort of stuff. Um, I will say dead Island, Los Angeles, notably not an Island, but I mean, it's a location. I like the location, but maybe you go to, um, what's that prison? I the one the one that Al Capone, uh, Magne- Alcatraz Al- Alcatraz yeah 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 the one that Magneto uh, lifted the bridge to was that in Days of Future Past no that was the X Men uh, Three yeah yeah X3. in Days of Future Past he was in the Pentagon I think yeah yeah, yeah. I may tell you some great some of the greatest scenes from X Men have to do with Magneto like of course they do remember when yeah. he uh, goes to the bar and he's like looking for the in in first class oh my and gosh yes. he's like talking to the to the nazis who fled there and he like stabs the guy with the knife and he uses his magnetism powers to make the other guy shoot the other guy yeah it's michael it's fassbender michael fassbender michael fassbender just like a moment of silence like i guess not a moment of silence oh my <laughs> like, god <laughs> no, he's he's a good guy anyway um Here's something. So it has been announced that a Cal Kestis novel, Star Wars, um, is coming out on March 7th, and it is called Jedi Battle Scars. Uh, It is written by someone named Sam Maggs. I know nothing about this other than there's like a little, um, little blurb about it on 
uh, StarWars.com, basically just saying, like, Star Wars Jedi is expanding to your bookshelf, just, like, announcing that this happens, um, and that it takes place between uh, Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor, and according to one Jeff Grubb, he says that Jedi Survivor will release in March of 2023, so, like, right around when this book is coming out. Um, that's cool if true. I would love that to be true. I like yeah, that I mean, first game. It, I, it, it, it will probably be a book I would read because I just think that would be interesting if it is canon, if it is something that does actually tie the two stories together, gives you more context about them. Um, the one thing I just hope it's not a spoiler book because I don't I don't want to read the spoilers of the video game. I know that sounds backwards, like me reading I know what the you book. Mean. Um, but I mean, it probably uh, not. Right. Like that would be surprising. I imagine it'll just give you a little bit more background as like. I imagine it ties into the game in some way. And so you'll be like, oh, this villain is actually from the book. Like you and I will be talking about, hey, I didn't understand this at all. And you'd be like, now you see Darth. (laughs) Darth Plagueis. Yeah, Uh, whoever. uh, There's so many times uh, when you look at my algorithm on the Internet and it's just like Star Wars lore dump after Star Wars lore dump. Um, It's interesting when I listen to it, but in one ear, out the other, you know. Yeah, I know a little bit. Um Metachlorians. Chewbacca. Mmm. Yeah. It's my favorite brand of gum. <laughs> hey, that's kind of funny. Uh, so Elena's never seen any Star Wars. And <sighs> um, I was trying to explain to her, like, I don't remember how this came up, but I was being like, well, like, there's this scene, like, when Luke meets Yoda, like, he's Yoda's acting like this, like, crazy little goblin. Uh, and he's like eating Luke's hot dog and all this stuff. And she's like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> He just has a hot dog. And I was like, yeah. And I was with my mom. And my mom was a huge Star Wars, Star Wars fan. Uh, and she's like, he doesn't have a hot dog. And I was like, I'm telling you with 100% certainty, he does have a hot dog. Do you know what I'm talking about? Does he, is he eating a hot dog? It's not, it is not like a hot dog in a bun, but it's just like, just this like overcooked ass hot dog. Uh, Luke right. Skywalker. I, I just typed down Luke Skywalker hot, hot dog. dog, and uh, I'm going to bless the video viewers with this image. Uh, these images I have here. Um, <laughs> okay, there's actually some good ones here. <laughs> uh, none of the ones I'm thinking of, though. Uh, but, but but you do, in fact, see Harrison Ford in a hot dog outfit. Yeah. Okay. You. Someone at home is like, I know exactly what he's talking about. Like, he's like eating a little meal, and Yoda shows up, and it's like a hot dog. <laughs> Yoda eating Luke Skywalker food. Dagobah. Oh my! Oh my God! Like okay, he's a kind of hot dog. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. Yeah, okay. If you Google Luke Skywalker Dagobah meal, like you got a lot of JPEGs here of what he's eating, and like straight up, it is a hot dog, right? You say it's a hot dog. It does kind of just look like a turd. Yeah, it doesn't look good. But then Yoda shows up, and he's like got it in his mouth, and like yeah. Anyway. um, you know, this is not the internet search I expected today. <laughs> but it's the one you needed. It uh, is. Star Wars Jedi Fallen... The fuck is it called? Jedi Survivor. <laughs> Can I say it was a misstep? They should have called it Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2. Because I will never remember that it's called Jedi Survivor. I'm a survivor. I'm, I'm not going to give up. I'm oh, not going to stop. I'm glad you want to talk about Survivor. Just a new season coming out in September. Can't wait. I thought season 41, a little weak. I thought season 42, right back on that good shit. 
I just can't wait till your uh, serial podcast ranking every season of Survivor. Maybe in order. Maybe how about what if we did this? We'll do a bonus episode where I will describe each season to you. Uh, you have you literally seen all the seasons? I think so. And you can like recall them enough. Yes. Because <laughs> there was a time when I was growing up when the when when like you know the early seasons I was like really into seasons like three through ten. Oh, good shit right there. That's yeah, like the yeah. like the when they were like trying to like figure out what Survivor was. Yeah, that's Tom good the stuff. Fireman. Tom the Fireman cutting the shark in half with the machete. Mm-hmm. And that final See, yeah. the final challenge in that season is great. <laughs> was that the one where the guy jumped off for him? Yeah, and they're they're going. It's like sixteen hours. Yeah, so that's, that's that, was, that was insane. Yeah, so they stopped doing those sorts of challenges, uh, not because they don't want to make people hold on to stuff for 16 hours or anything like that. Um, but because it gets a little dicey with production because you can only have people working for so many hours before needing breaks and stuff. Uh, and you can't like, you know, you've got like limited crew. You're in Fiji or you're in wherever. Um, anyway, let's talk about prey and Redfall. Redfall. Um, we saw a little bit more of it during the, at QuakeCon 2022, which I think is over at this point. Uh, it is over. Uh, but we got to see a little bit more of Redfall. And it was announced that, let's see, um, so this is an IGN article titled, uh, One Redfall Mission Location is Bigger Than Prey's Entire Tallow Space Station. Um, speaking as a part of the Bringing Redfall to Life panel at QuakeCon 2022, Redfall's art director, Karen Seegers, said the Talos in Prey was five football fields. The size of Redfall is kind of hold my beer on that one. To help explain just how large the Redfall open world is, Arcane Austin studio director Harvey Smith recalled a fun moment from an earlier development. Jim McGill took Talos at scale and dropped it into the middle of the farm that's in Redfall's second district area. And the district just eats the whole space station, of course. It's gigantic. It was just the size of one of the actual farm area, and that's just one mission. Uh, so Redfall's going to be huge, because I remember, like, as much as I didn't really love Prey when I played it, um... I mean, you have to give him props like that. It was a very big video game. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I mean, you got to literally go in space. Yes. And do it was it was huge. Yeah. Um, What do you think? What, what do you think of this? I don't think that's a good thing. Hey, I don't care. Is your game good? Yeah. Like I, I if the game is starting off by like touting like we have the biggest open world that we've done ever. Like, I don't know if that's great. That's not a good starting point. Like, yeah, I, I. much prefer more streamlined and cater experiences for my open worlds. For example, um, one of my favorite games from last year, Deathloop. I was just about to bring up Deathloop. Go on. I was so nervous that game was going to be large and just like not fun to explore. Mm -hmm. But then what you actually get are these like segmented levels that are so many ways to go, like to enter certain things. But the levels themselves were like crafted in a really unique, intentional way. And I think the bigger these maps get sometimes – the less intention there is with its design. Um, and I think that can hurt things uh, in it. Um, even The Last of Us Part Two, they they were saying like, oh yeah, we have the open world Seattle part. That wasn't my favorite part of the game. It was, it was like, the pacing was like, it was Bad. crawling. It was like, yeah. Right. Which makes sense for the story, but yeah. They, they could have easily just had like, like zones or levels like they did with most of the game and still gotten what you needed out of that. Um, not that that was, it was a, a change of pace and I'm not saying the game is bad, but like, it didn't need to be that. It didn't yeah. need to be this big open world thing, but yeah. Um, yeah. 
I'm like looking forward to Redfall. I don't think it's going to be bad, but uh, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I don't know. Like this reminds me of uh, what were they saying about Starfield? Like a thousand handcrafted planets. And I was like, first of all, no, <laughs> like, it's a lie. And then second of all, like, like is the game going to be good though? Like, <laughs> I don't care. If there's a thousand. Wouldn't it be cool if there were like seven really cool planets? You know, and like yeah. Deathloop is perfect, a perfect example. Like those areas weren't like enormous, but they were big enough to be able to have a lot of things in every single area and make it feel like really, really like thoughtful and stuff like that. And then also what was cool is revisiting those. And, you know, I don't know how it'll be in Redfall specifically, but revisiting the levels in Deathloop, like there's just like this familiarity with it being like, oh, I know where this is and, and yeah. all that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, so I guess we'll see. But th that statement doesn't maybe make me feel super like confident you know yeah <laughs> the, uh, you could fit an entire game in just one massachusetts farm <laughs> like what <laughs> well it's like so like what's in the farm right like you know what i mean like <laughs> like what <laughs> like is it like a big barn <laughs> like like is there gonna like fields i don't know and why why a massachusetts farm i mean i get the game takes place in massachusetts, massachusetts i'm assuming yeah, it does but but what, what kind of animals do you ha is Massachusetts known for? Uh, Massachusetts? They got... I mean, um, they don't have I the mean, Kentucky Goblins, obviously. Yeah, um, no, they don't. But even their sports teams, you got you have the, um, the, the New England Patriots. That's not an animal. Um, They're not known for that. The Boston Celtics, that's not an animal. Is it the Boston Bruins? That's not an animal. All right. Massachusetts, Wikipedia. Like, what is even their state animal? I'm just that's what we're about to find out. <laughs> um, okay, it doesn't. Say, okay, come on. Massachusetts oh my God. state animal. Uh, the Morgan horse. What? Oh, okay. What does it mean? Okay. Um. All right, listen, Massachusetts this, state symbols. Can you? The state dog is the Boston Terrier, though, which of All course right. makes sense. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. The fossil of the dinosaur track, the right whale is the marine mammal. Um, the, the Boston fossils, I like that. Uh, it's actually I can get down with that. The Boston, the, the Massachusetts folk song. I didn't even know that was a category. It's Massachusetts by Arlo Gunfire. Uh, Guthrie, excuse me. Do you think I could get on the Illinois folk song? Like, do you do you, do you want to write the Illinois folk song? I do. Make it a fucking banger. Okay. Because <laughs> the Illinois state song sucks. Goes eighteen eighteen saw its founding Illinois Illinois and its progress is astounding oh Illinois. It's terrible. I it's mean, I don't. Terrible. I'm sorry. This might be me being closed minded. I don't need a history lesson in my music. I know. It's like right. You're sitting there. You're like, okay, okay. Suppose I've learned this. <laughs> uh, Justin, we've been absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Norman Rockwell is the Massachusetts artist. Anyway, we've been sidetracked. Um, let's talk about something a little less fun than Massachusetts stuff. Um, so last week we talked about Nintendo um, having workplace violation issues that we've known about for a while. Um, some women game testers at Nintendo basically said that they have ex been experiencing like that frat boy culture um, with Nintendo of America, which is. Uh, 
disappointing, but maybe not surprising in the sense of like, you know, we, more and more of these stories have come forward where women are saying like, hey, this is really common in the industry. It is disappointing, though, to be like to see Nintendo, which has always sort of propped itself up for this um, for like with its wholesome image, right? About like family fun and stuff like that to have similar sorts of things. This is a, a long report from Kotaku. Um, titled Nintendo of America, testers say they face years of sexual harassment. And really, the title says it all. Um, it, it, they talked to a lot of people, Kotaku did, about all of this. Um, and, and it goes back quite quite a ways, um, which, again, does make sense, given, like, what we've heard about other studios and stuff like that. And obviously, we're men, and, like, it's hard for us to really even speak on this sort of thing. But, like, this is everywhere and it sucks every time to read it but what do, what do you take on this yeah i mean i i think it's uh just unfortunate news to 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 say i mean i hate that this is becoming a re- reoccurring story Agreed. um and this is not me like feeling sorry for nintendo as a specific thing for this news coming out i feel sorry for the video game industry whenever one of these things comes out um because this is something that is so uh prevalent in the industry that in this case uh they're talking uh one of the the companies that nintendo worked with for play testers um had like this whole uh had a chat room and one of the workers at this at this company would like put very inappropriate uh things into this chat room and uh nothing was done about it and i think that kind of stuff you know when stuff is like that that's happening um and i think they even said they had a whole section of just like memes that employees would share stuff with and then some people would put bad memes and stuff like that um i think that is such a bad look for any job um i mean just think about any job you've ever worked if you just start like posting inappropriate things on it like you you have to have that that break between you know, your, your friendly relations and your professional relations. I think that stuff, I mean, even if you mean something as a joke, if you post it where everyone can read it, that, that out of context, things don't be jokes. In the case of these things, those are not even out of context jokes. Those are just right. It's just like not appropriate things, you know? Um, and you know, there can always be a fine line, I think, between trying to be friendly and trying to, you know, be professional. I think that's one of the hard things that people have to deal with when they're working, um, but this kind of stuff, it's something that is, you know, a culture that allows this kind of behavior to happen, um, that it's not simply towing that line between being friendly and being a professional. This is like being inappropriate and no matter how you put that in there and how it's just not OK to do this kind of stuff. Um, and I and I really I, I go back to keep saying that. Um, these jobs are so important. Um, these, uh, you know, kind of contract jobs. Um, it's not glorious work it's not fun work and it's work that can be very tedious and hard to do and time consuming and when people aren't adequately reimbursed for their work and their time um, that doesn't create healthy environments and that doesn't create longevity for the industry and games as a whole Um, so I, I I really really hope that the more this stuff gets reported the more pressure is not only on Nintendo, but every video game company out there to just be better with their employees. Um, I, they talked about Doug Bowser saying something um, about like how this stuff isn't tolerated. Well, what is your action plan to fix that? What are your next steps? Right. Um, they didn't. Re- the, Nintendo didn't re- respond to the email as of time of the article. But like, what are you going to do? Take steps. Think about it. Um, so uh, and- the. 
Uh, on Go top ahead. of that, too, like it, it's it's just so tough when you have someone like Doug Bowser coming out and talking, you know, making that internal statement. I, we remember it like when all this stuff about Activision Blizzard was coming out, like, you know, they had all this stuff to say about all of that stuff right now it's it's hard to even like pick one aspect because they talk they touch on a lot of things it's just so disappointing to read all this because people knew you know what i mean the, the person who the, the people that kotaku talked to here they weren't like you know this was going on but i kept it to myself like they told people um they told all sorts of people and and people were like yeah if you report this you probably lose your job you know um or if we make this an official like statement you're probably gonna lose your job and it's, it's just one of those things that just sucks so much. And, and you know, they can say all they want. Hey, you know, we don't stand for this, but it's, it's really the actions that matter. And it's really that, like, I, I don't know exactly how you fix this sort of thing in a company. That's not yeah, my job. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, fix it. When, yeah. when something like this gets reported, you shouldn't have a higher chance of losing your job. Yeah, for don't reporting threaten it. the woman. Yeah, like, that's a really easy fix, I would right. say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Yes. So. And, like, you know, in. in, yeah. in you know, even if that that employee kept working there, right? You shouldn't not want to like report something because you feel like you're going to lose your job, right? Like yes. it, that that should never be the fear that you have um, in in a situation like this. Like you should feel safe to report this stuff, um, regardless of of what it is. If you can't trust your upper management, yeah, that's not a good environment to work in yeah so it's it's a bummer i mean it just sucks and and it's one of those things that like there's not much to say about it other than like this sucks and this shouldn't be happening it does but hey um let's yeah uh let's not end here though justin have you heard this other story <laughs> so this is also on kotaku i'm just gonna read you the headline of this uh i think you'll like this she convinced men on tinder to buy near automata and then ghosted them she says um, so this, this woman, uh, kind of went viral on Twitter. Uh, her name was, uh, Enya, uh, on Twitter at Jenny zero nine four one zero six zero two. That's actually a subtitle to a near game. Uh, and so, uh, in response to, um, a dragon guard and near meme account, um, this, this person, resp- uh, uh, this person, commented saying i used to roam around on tinder and uh, and get guys to buy near automata and then ghost them i think my count was up to 22 when i stopped i mean i never said i'd fuck them i mostly just talked a lot about the game and recommended it also high sales means more taro games uh that's awesome <laughs> wow like, wow like, there's not much to this other than like that's awesome but um good job near lady you're doing the lord's work I mean, yeah, I mean, more people need to play near uh, any way possible. Um, and uh, this is a, a fun way to do it. <laughs> uh, it's coming to switch. It's coming to switch. End of the Yorha edition. So you, you, you mentioned um, the uh, the not the who makes Yokotaro. No, no. You, you mentioned we, we were talking about things being ported to switch before. Um, and I almost bought Wolfenstein 2. Um, oh. on switch because it was like eight bucks yeah it's uh machine and games like, and bethesda and all that yeah and i was like all right all right yeah I'll, I'll i'll buy that for eight bucks on my switch but then i'm like wait a second so why would i do this to myself? on your switch do you want to yeah do I, don't, I don't need to do it i don't even know if it's a cloud version or what but like i don't i, I don't do not need that i don't need that i can just uh I can wait. And even, you, even if I was going to play it, I'm not going to I'm not going to be able to play it right now. I have too many other things in my to play. Have you never played Wolfenstein 2? 
I played part of it. I played like the first mission, mm-hmm. um, but I wanted to buy it because I think it's on Game Pass, right? I th- would have to imagine so. And if not, it was at one point. And if not, I'll loan it to you, dude. I got a physical copy. That game kicks ass. Actually, I can't. It's packed away. But (laughs) (laughs) in September, I could loan it to you. Uh, That game's awesome. But I would would not recommend. Like, that is a pretty twitchy first-person shooter, and I wouldn't say you should play that on Switch. Yeah, I'm sure Splatoon would be better elsewhere, too. Uh, That's probably true. Here's the problem with the Switch, man. I'll tell you what the problem is with the Switch. All right, all right. Preach, (laughs) preach. Like... I want to play everything on the Switch because, like, yeah. I like to have it on the go. But I don't want to play everything, like, on the Switch. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what yeah. I mean by that? Like, most things that, like, are on the Switch, I would love it if Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which we'll talk about in a second here, uh, was on the PlayStation because it would, like, it would look so crisp. It would, like, you know, I'm, like, thinking, like, maybe have some, like, reflections, maybe have some particle effects that don't look like dog shit. Um, you know what I mean? I would be honest. I probably wouldn't play it as much on the on the, the PlayStation because I, I do don't necessarily have. A lot. I don't. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent handheld. I don't. I, I. The only time I docked this was to capture video. <laughs> oh, really? I've been playing. I mean, but this is just me. I, I yeah. tend to play more um, yeah. docked. But because I, I just like get so frustrated with like how low the battery life is. So I'm just like, why? Why? Why did I even do this? Um, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like most things like I would love to that I have on the switch. I would also love to not play on the switch. Like I mentioned, Splatoon would probably be like a. Very fun feeling first person shooter. Oh, I'm sure that game it. will look pretty too. Yeah, though, yeah. I mean, most of the Nintendo first party stuff. I mean, Xenoblade is first party, but like, even then, like, I, I don't know. Um, most of that stuff does keep the hardware limitations in mind and does, it looks decent at the very least. Um, but hey, let's talk about Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I've been playing it. Have you? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I hit, I've broken 50 hours. Oh, you've um, only just broken 50 hours. Because well, we're, we're in, like, the same spot-ish, aren't we? Keep in mind, uh, one, I took, like, a week off for Roller Drome here. Um, and two, I've just decided, like, you know what? Mainline. Just mainline this story. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I'm, like, that makes ready sense. for it to be over. So I'm in Chapter I, 6. I, okay. Um, I, I guess this is kind of a spoiler. Uh, we're not going to, by the way, we're not going to talk about, like, any narrative spoilers. We might talk about, like, structural spoilers. Um so be the, warned should that i think this is important you. to know before going into the end of chapter five <laughs> correct uh like again not like narrative spoilers nothing like that but just like structural like how the game is structured stuff um do you know how many chapters there are seven i think yeah so it's i thought there were 10 and i was getting to the point where i was like hmm yeah I, i'm sorry maybe if it was- we may need to make some decisions about our time peter uh, but the fact that there are seven means like, OK, well, now I'm in chapter six. Like, I should probably just finish this. Um, let's talk about chapter five without spoiling the ending of it. There is a, a let's uh, say lengthy section <laughs> of cutscene uh, where a whole lot of story shit gets explained, which I mean, it's like an hour and a half, maybe. I it, Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe even pushing two hours. Yeah. Uh, and like while yes a lot of really cool story stuff happened like to the point where like i almost thought like oh wait are there only five chapters because this feels like the finale yeah except minus the major characters involved but like <laughs> yeah exactly um but it was the sort of thing where i was like oh i would be fine if this was the end with, with how how deep it goes but um it's been so long explaining all this stuff and there's still a bunch of stuff where i'm like mm, i don't really understand 
<laughs> some of this. Um, but yeah, so I was playing it and we were sort of talking about this like uh, before we started recording. Uh, it was like 1130 and I was like, okay, so this big story thing happened and I'm not going to end here for the night. Like I want, I do want to resolve this little plot point here. Um, and so I sort of said like, well, I'll play until I get control of the characters again, you know, like wandering around the open world. Um, and then it was, so I, I said like, I made that decision around 1130 and then I went to bed around 145. Oh yeah, what do you think of that? Yeah, I uh, n- mine wasn't a night situation. Mine was like, all right, I got up early. I'm gonna play some games, and then I'm gonna get to work because I have a lot of work to do. This was yeah. today before the the recording. Oh, it was today. That's so. Funny. It was today, and I was like, all right. I set an alarm. I came back in to take my dog out. I'm like, half hour. That's it. So I get to this part where it's like kind of the end of the of the big boss battle kind of thing that you're dealing with, and um, right when I was about to like, I was chain attacking. And my alarm went off as the half hour was done. And I was like, all right, perfect time. Yeah. And then the cutscenes happened. Mm-hmm. And then the story happened. And then uh, uh, Claire was like, can you just like pause the game? And I was like, well, y- yeah. yes. But at, at this point, I like need to know what's going to happen That's the next. thing too, right? Like it's like I, I should go to bed. Or like I should go do whatever else. But yeah. it's like I'm invested enough that like I need the resolution of this now. Yeah. Otherwise and- I won't have the emotional impact. And I got to say, some of the choreography for these fights are, like, just sublime. Anytime it's, like, a real cutscene, anytime it's, like, an actual cutscene. When they're wearing their actual outfits, not, like, the the clown outfits you put on them. (laughs) Yes, anytime, anytime it's, like, oh, he's wearing the red jacket. I'm, like, oh, shit, something's about to happen. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like, like, the, anytime it's a real cutscene, it's so well choreographed and well shot and and stuff like that uh and those actually come up more often than you'd think like in a lot of the hero quests and stuff yeah Um, yeah but man the story gets to a point where it is like i'm like i'm like on my feet like ah, like cheering to like looking at the screen and like getting like really sad yes um like this, I, uh, there has to be an award at the end of the year for best montage in a video game because this one's gonna win. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> like it, there's like so many like oh it's it's so good, but like boy, when I made the comment about how this game doesn't respect your time, I really didn't understand how true that was until this moment. <laughs> Although, <laughs> like, they, did you get to the point? So there's like a save spot halfway oh, through the chapter but, like if the you st- okay but peter if you stop at that safe spot you don't you are just not a human be- like how could you well that's the thing so that ha- that came up and it's like do you want to save your game and i was like i do and then i was thinking like i was like and you know what maybe that's a good play and i was like oh this is probably like half halfway through what's happening right now this is halfway through what's happening right now um i'll say this man it's good shit it is pretty good um so at this point of the game i gotta admit I'm a little getting tired of the combat. Um, I need it. And and that's mostly because I'm really overleveled and I try not to be. uh, But like the problem with me being overleveled by just this much, it means that I'm not like updating my classes enough. Like I don't like level those up enough. Mm -hmm. Um, The most of the battles are pretty easy, though. There was a really hard battle at the end of chapter five that changed up the mechanics of how you played it. That was like I was way I was way over level the boss, but like because they changed something with it, I was like, oh, man, I don't have the right group for this. So I had to like rechange my loadout and everything and was able to do it then. But um, it's still it's still like it 
gets me it wastes so much of my time in the best way possible but that's the thing though right like uh there is this long let me see so i I tweeted out uh so i I did a review and and i talked about this last weekend of um on game skinny for this uh i gave it a respectable eight um and I tweeted out when the when the review came out, I said, uh, back for another review, this time Xenoblade Chronicles 3. This is a very flawed game that I like very much. And if people are willing to get, get past its obnoxiously long tutorial, I think the chances of them falling in love with it like I did are high. And so uh, I had this, this decently long conversation with uh, one of the editors I work with, Giovanni. And then someone responded to him saying, where is this? Oh, man. Ah, oh, beans. Um... Someone else uh, responded, another games journalist responded um, to something that Giovanni said, where he basically said that, like, he feels the exact opposite, that the tutorial was the best for him because he really liked learning new things in video games. Then once you sort of learn everything in Xenoblade, like, you've kind of learned it all. And so uh, someone else responded by saying, this is the main problem with basically every JRPG and an overwhelming majority of open world games. They tend to stretch 15 or so hours of content. Um, across 60 hours it's always super fun for a while and then suddenly the idea of playing more 10 more minutes is nauseating and like i know what they're saying Uh, i disagree because like for me with xenoblade there's more going on than just the combat you know what i mean like i think that like undersells like everything else that video games are like the exploration in it is great like going in and like seeing the different beasts is great and like like finding the new classes are is great um and so, like, that's the thing, right? Like, this, the combat, I'm... Similar spot, right? I'm like, all right. Fusion attacks. <laughs> all right, chain attack. Um, but the big fights are awesome. I mean, all of the big boss fights are, are really awesome. And then, um, like, that story, though. Like, it just gets me back for more. Um, I mean, have you gotten to, like, this ice zone yet? No, I just I literally ended the cutscene and I did I stopped when when I had control in an open world again. Gotcha. Um, the next place you go is an ice area, like it's like a mountain area, um, and it's it's the sort of thing that for me is like it's something I felt like with with Elden Ring a little bit where I was like, and we've got a whole new area here, huh? You know, like, hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we're doing a whole new sort of falling action of the story. Like, maybe we sh- I would like to go directly to the next part here. Story, story <laughs> yes, beat. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I get, you know, you have, for the pacing of it, you've got to go up and down. Uh, but maybe I am ready for this game to be over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I think I just, I'm feeling pressure because my schedule is getting busier in my Me life too. that I want to beat it. Um, and with more games that come out, like, again, I'm, I'm totally fine spending 10 hours on a weekend playing this game like I did, but like that's 10 hours I could have been doing multiple other games. And the fact you do that every single weekend, um, again, I, I said this before, this is the kind of game that if I had a lot of time in my life and only one video game to play, I'd be super stoked and happy with this. Um, but I don't, I don't have time. Uh, I don't have well, I guess I have the ability to play more games, but like it's just like I, I it I need I need to find out how it ends. Um, but yeah. Uh, agreed. Hey, I think that's the end of our show, weirdly enough. Um 
if you're interested, you can support us on patreon.com slash hitbox pod to get an additional 30 minutes. I know we went a little long. Speaking of <laughs> valuing your time, we do value <laughs> your time. And um, should you be interested in in hearing a little bit more of us uh, every single week, go ahead and, and become a deluxe podcast producer or just uh, I think a regular podcast producer is what it's called. It's not called regular. It's just called podcast producer. Uh, you know what the fuck I mean. You've seen the, you've been to hitbox. You've been to pod, pay, what? You've been to patreon.com slash hitbox pod and seen, seen um, all that sort of stuff. But if you're not interested in that, go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter or even rate the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want. Um, join us on Discord. The whole shebang. I'm trying to say that we love you and we appreciate you for listening. And um, I think that's about it. Justin, am I missing anything? I'm watching you eat this fruit brute, and I'm, I'll say this. I'm a little jealous, but I do appreciate that you muted your mic so we don't have to hear you chewing. <laughs> I, I figure that would be the one thing to uh, create audio poison for everyone. But yeah, yes. go, 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 out, go out, buy all five of the monster cereals and rank them to tell me which one you like the best. Because I'm going to be honest, fruit brute, it's right next to Count Chocolate for me. Is that what our next week's bonus episode is going to be? Ranking the actually, monster series. That's not a that's actually not a bad idea. I'm actually not opposed to that idea. Alright, sounds like a plan, everyone. Alright. Same time, same place. You know where to find us. Always remember, old games are old. Bye. Bye. I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>